Osiris. Count to three. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of... Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You have found Daniel Donato's Lost Highway. That lost highway. Yes. Howdy, friends. Welcome to the Lost Highway Podcast. This is the podcast of all things Cosmic Country. This is Daniel Donato. Thank you for joining me here today. Just got home last night from New York City. Clarence is the man. I did a weekend of shows about the new project I'm in called No More, which is a really Almond Brothers music now that brought I back to life to speak to him it's banned well it's not spoken really banned because we do things it stands a its ground it's an interesting fusion of heritage innovation it's funny it's very serious and it's riddled with shadow behavior during this trip most beautiful i was reminded it is of individualized something and that one of my very first mentors in music mind, first told soul voice could do this was um, when i was 14 please indeed and i was wrapping up at the end of a show we played from 10 a.m to 2 p.m check that out on a saturday in nashville tennessee and it was um, rock and randy hall he's on tour he had told lot me this year and i was wrapping up all these cables next year. you're really a smart young kid you have a lot of intelligence but see him when you can you get some wisdom in your shoulders so what i'm sharing with you guys here is the idea the difference between wisdom and cosmic country is on tour Pretty much wisdom and intelligence if you are a person that year, perhaps has high intelligence or if you're like me where you have a sufficient amount of intelligence wisdom is something that you want and it's something that you'll find in time um this also leads to another quote which i was um just baffled at recently i think it was aristotle socrates plato someone like that um someone who is literally so old they only exist in sculpture personified form which is that dumb people, which is the word that I read the quote and I would never use this word, learned from no experiences. Average people learn from their experiences. Smart people learn from their experiences and other people's experiences. Um, when I was wrapping up all these cables when I was 14, I was wrapping them all hurriedly, all stressfully, and then the cables were not harmoniously wound up they were not organized and if anyone who's ever wound up any cables whether that be micro usbs for your office or if you're a musician a quarter inch or an xlr of some kind you'll learn that there is a very zen and artistic way to wrap your cables and th these are the things that wisdom teaches you wisdom teaches you to take your time to be present to accept to not judge and to know less and to see more because if you know a large amount of anything in any given domain you know that there is 10x that you don't know. And so it's important to always be learning, to always be seeing. I was reminded of this on this trip to play the Beacon Theater for two nights with this new band called Trouble No More. So know less and see more. I was able to bring to the table my palette and tapestry of experience, taste, character, personality, intention, and most importantly, vision. It's a really big deal. Holding wisdom over a pedestal of intelligence. I, I think that that is something that will behoove you in your travels and your experiences in your trip of the simulation that is life. 
wisdom is greater than experience. Take the time to know less and to see more and to accept that you don't know. It was brilliant. We were able to go through 30 songs in three days. We rehearsed nine hours a day. It was an absolute dream. And this is another point I want to bring up to you, um, you the listener, is that I believe that the psyche the uncon- and the unconscious have a foreknowledge of events that are not yet manifested in space and time. And you can kind of feel this if you look at some of your dreams or some of your premonitions, uh, which are kind of one and the same thing. If you read enough Carl Jung, you'll see that sometimes you know things or you had a foreknowledge, a foreshadowing of things before they happened, events. Whether they were caused or they were acausal, they still have a root somewhere. I, at the age of 12, when playing Guitar Hero in my parents' living room, had the premonition, I would close my eyes, I would turn on the song Jessica, and I had this premonition that I'd be playing it in front of thousands of people one day. And I remember saying to myself, my God, if I could just learn how to play this song, it would feel like I'm flying. It would feel like I am doing something that humans are not capable of doing, rather. Um, that, of course, is a very grandiose projection, uh, but it is still just as fun and as fleeting and also present moment inducing as flying is. Um, I was 12, and then here I am about to be 27 on April 6th in 2022, and I got to do it. I got to do it. There's a 15-year difference in the scheme of the universe's time and just the objective time that the Earth's been around that is not even a second worth of time. It might be a plank. It might be a microsecond of some kind. There is a ideal in the West here that our dreams and that our visions are somewhat silly and that they're not rooted in anything that could be from a source of benevolent divine potential that is trying to speak to you through symbols images and feeling and having had this weekend under my belt now I can accurately and also intensely with with great feeling and conviction say that I'm steadfast that your dreams your literal dreams that you have or the or the the daydreams that you have of you seeing yourself if you were to close your eyes and you see yourself somewhere else a different place in space and time than you are presently that is a dream nonetheless I believe that these scenes hold great meaning and potential foreknowledge F-O-R-E for us to follow and to serve and to guide because it is a muse it is a voice it is a energy that is conscious that is speaking to you through a language that you understand so therefore you can go and serve it so serve your dreams serve them listen to them if they seem silly ask yourself why and if they seem silly because somebody else said so fuck those other people they don't understand the context of your psyche of your mind you don't even understand it fully (laughs) so how is anybody else going to serve your dreams serve those things they will come true if they are in alignment with your vision and your intention on a macro level and micro level with your happenings and actions and endeavors that you do in life these things come true man it's a wild thing 
and it's a legitimate, almost psychedelic experience to be able to feel it happen in real time. I call it a dream realized. It's a wild thing. If you look at the word music, the prefix M-U-S speaks for the muse, which is a feminine energy that is of inspiration. And I see the suffix, the latter end of the word, means to take form or the shaping or the form thereof. So music is the muse taking shape. That is a freaky thing to understand and to see. I don't even know if I fully understand it, but I can marvel at it. If you have dreams, if you have dreams in the field of music, or if you have visions, regardless of whatever field they are in, realize them, ride with them, because they are coming to you from God knows where to speak to you for a certain reason. I would say serve those things, because those are the... those are perhaps the peers that you can associate yourself with, these invisible forms of consciousness that are speaking to you through your heart and soul and your mind and whatever that means, your mind. Who knows how deep that chasm really is? We certainly don't know. The ocean has only been explored 30% and the mind probably even less so. Um, so sincerely grateful to have had this experience of trouble no more. And then we have 30 more shows with Cosmic Country coming up, which is a, another dream happening, another dream being realized. I'm not trying to sound egotistical here on the front of this podcast. I'm just trying to speak transparently about how I feel about all these happenings that are around. And I, I want to wrap it up with the idea that there are provisions uh, or percentages that I have saved for happenings in this dream and vision for the negative, for the shadow to live and exist peacefully with what I'm doing. So with all of these shows that we have coming up or with what we experienced at Trouble No More this past week, there were shadow occurrences that are opportunities for you to apply your wisdom to so you can be aware and be present and to know less and to see more so you can take what is so-called, quote, negative, unquote, separate yourself and your ego from it see what they there what they are there for and how they arose and how you're perceiving them and then take the lessons that come from that and then integrate them into your behavior it's follow your dreams it's no less and see more it's have provisions for the shadow and it is also learn from your experiences no learn from other people's experiences and Know that for all the intelligence that you have, that there is much more wisdom that you can accrue and compound as you keep moving through the trip of yours. Hope you're inspired by this upcoming podcast that we have here. Thank you so much for listening to this. Stay patient, stay persistent, stay positive, stay cosmic. My next guest today is one of my absolute favorite artists, um, Clarence Greenwood, famously known as Citizen Cope. He does blues, he does soul, he does folk, he does rock. He's played with Santana, Richie Havens, Eric Clapton. His music has been in movies, accepted The Lincoln Lawyer, Fracture, Cold Case, the TV show. and He's just been a, a, a staple in the live music scene for decades now. Um, I love his music and I saw he was coming to Nashville to play an acoustic show at the Brooklyn Bowl and I was able to get in touch with his tour manager and we had some gumbo 
in his green room that he had made for the crew. And we were talking about life. We were talking about touring, talking about family, talked about um, psychedelic substances, non-psychedelic substances, the state of the music industry, how it's changed since he started, how it's changed since COVID. It's a beautiful, well-rounded conversation all around the pursuit of the journey, the odyssey that is a life in music, a state of flow that is music, that is in music. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation, this very cosmic conversation with Clarence Greenwood, my friend, Citizen Cope, y'all. You want to have them turn the house music down a little bit? No, that's all good. Yeah, totally fine. Man, I saw this as you said it's your last tour for a while. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, just tour, but I'm going to still play, but I'm, I'm just not going to tour properly. <laughs> just play local in your No, I'm going to play like destination shows multiple nights that's the plan yeah good just play less I was getting worried when you say you're gonna no no just do more recording and and kind of like pay more of make it more like an event when I'm I'm playing a show yeah yeah that's a real thing man you can almost play too much yeah definitely that's the thing (laughs) thank you Thanks, Jenny. Yeah, man. Huh? That's great. That's great stuff. I saw this as like, you, you guys have an extensive tour going all the way through February. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. Well, now Canada's kind of in question. And, right. And uh, so we might have to move some of the tour, including some of the East Coast states because of this. COVID. So, yeah, so I'm just going day to day. Like, I didn't even know. When I came out, I was like, I don't know how far, how long it's going to last. So. What? Just because of COVID. Yeah, that is how it is. It's kind of a, a crazy thing, though, because, like, you, you're always day to day. Like, regardless. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, so, I like, just figured, I was like, well, it's always going to be, I feel like it's going to be this for a couple of years. So, it's like, might as well just try. <laughs> And if you get taken off, then you get taken off. Damn, man. That's a brutal way. It's a brutally honest way to look at it, too. We're trying to do the same thing right now. We're hoping nothing gets canceled. Like, yeah. You know, but if it does, that's okay. Yeah, like, man. It's, 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 just, it's just like, I think, you know, if you go out there and try to do it, you know, it's good. Bukowski said don't try. Hey, it's best not to try to do anything here. He's completely right. You know, isn't that so interesting? I just started thinking about what he meant by that. It's like, damn. He meant, like, don't try. Well, I mean, that's an old, like, you know, philosophy, too. I mean, obviously, you know, um, goes goes pretty far. But, uh, but, you know, I think there was artistically times of, you know, frustration with him. Obviously, you know, especially early on and not being recognized, probably difficult for him. Yeah, that's a that is a road. That is a real road of not being recognized. Some yeah, it's people. a dark it's a dark road to go down if you want to. It's easy to go down there. Okay, that's the shit I love. How so? What do you mean? Nashville's full of that. Well, I think everywhere is. Uh, we 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 do with it in the arts and um, I was just positive so oh cool 
Yeah, I'm all right. good. All right, cool. I, I was listening to your team. No. Yeah, man, the mask too, they don't really like, doesn't really do much. No. Yeah. Uh, where, where were we? You're talking about the darkness. Oh, yeah. I love the darkness. Yeah. Somehow yeah. this darkness has got to give. Yeah. Well, you know? It gave for Bukowski, like, he was able to, he found it in the end of his life. Yeah. He had a long fucking life of misery. I think, well, you know, they say that whatever finding it is, you know, if you recognize at a certain point, well, if you're not at that point where you need to be, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're not, you know, I think that goes back to the thing of him saying, uh, to not try, you know, where he had to get to a point where he kind of let go of a lot of the things that, you know, the ego brings on in, in, in this world of, of entertainment. Yeah, man, the ego is the thing. Yeah. That's an interesting conundrum. Ego will get you to substances, yeah. you know, notoriety. I mean, actually, that what we talk about, what we pursue, can actually take us down. I know it's a snake that eats its own tail. <laughs> Completely. Silverboros. It's like, whoa. <laughs> this is an issue now. <laughs> That's a real thing. Ego is weird. A lot of people say don't have an ego. But I wonder if it's how you integrate your ego is like, the more wise way to look at it. I think it's whatever, whatever. I think an ego is necessary in certain things, right. or confidence, whatever they call that. Um, <laughs> whatever they call that, right? But when, I, I, yeah, I don't know if that's really what confidence is. Is ego? I don't think that. Is. I don't think so either. Yeah. 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 Confidence changes too. Like as you, have you? I'm sure you've thought about that. It's a recent thing I've been feeling. Confidence changes as as I change. Right, right. Like me feeling confident now is different than a few years ago. <laughs> the values and the approach to it. Yes. It's like a moving target in some ways. Yeah. Confidence, though, man, to go and play a whole set like. On your own, we just did that new. I just did that New Year's in Bozeman, to yeah. a room about this size. Yeah. Two nights and it was strange. Yeah. I like having a full band. That's that's definitely a confidence in self to be up there. I definitely love having. I mean, I really wish my guys were here, but one of the guys is positive. What a drag. So, so I, I was, uh, and I got. I, I'm loving. So I started playing with some new guys, and, and it's feeling really good. But, you know, I. I did this, you know, I always do an acoustic tour, and this was actually supposed to be an acoustic tour. This isn't the best room for an acoustic show, but, you know, it's a lot of energy to put out, but it's good. You know, there's moments that you can be like, okay, that's great. You know? Right. Are you ever thinking about that while you're playing, or you try to just not be there? Man, I think it's... Having such a weird thing between the adrenaline, yeah, you know, you know, between the adrenaline where you're trying to get somewhere else, but you're really trying to be there. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like you're not trying to escape it, but you want the energy to kind of have its own thing. 
so you almost want there to, to be a, in a transcendent place yeah completely I mean I think that's what doing this is about also is just kind of like you know not relying on some of the things you have to rely on to just sing the song how's that well, just not having to rely on the rhythm and everything else that it's kind of like right. easy and intoxicating and all these other things that we have. It's like go down to the song, where's the song at, where's my emotion at, strip it down and feel like, all right, now we can go from that, you know. Raw fuel of emotion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's and, a raw substance. And I think that uh, there's things that, you know, you have when you're just singing the song by yourself that sometimes don't show up on a record or don't show up there. Obviously the energy of it, everything and the grandiosity of it is amazing when you have the whole full package. Of course, yeah. Yeah, then it can pull different things out of you mm. that you didn't even know the song had. Completely. Or you had. Yeah. There is the thing though, man, about just the man and his guitar and his muse kind of a timeless archetype that's lasted throughout history <laughs> it is isn't it weird this is such a strange like changing world this fucking Tesla's but yet we still like just play guitar and sing and people love that fascinates me on some level man it's, it's weird it really is it's like a super thing it's not like a power but it's like an energy yeah I think it's something innately that we're drawn to somehow Totally it is. Yeah, man. Yeah. They say it isn't rocket science, but it seems to be sometimes. <laughs> oh, wow. There it is. That's brilliant. I love that. It seems but, to be sometimes. You know I mean? Like, you know, yeah. you ever notice how, like, people, they always say, oh, it's not rocket science, what you guys do. But then it's like trying to mix a record sometimes, you know? There is, like, there is some balance in science and yeah I mean that's why those guys were engineers like you know engineers a long time ago when you make your records are you involved in that way yeah pretty pretty heavy yeah like mixing and making sure everything fits in the scene the yeah picture, right? yeah really yeah yeah me too yeah love that get lost in that world yeah I mean that's part of the record making process I think there's people you know if you have somebody that's really you know, it's always good to have somebody steer that ship too. That really yeah, understands that. their their EQs and understands like the, their balance and, 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 and effects that you can get to. You know, kind of speak the same language, but you know, you're just gonna hear it a certain way. And, uh, it's good to try to get that back and listen back and say, "Oh, I was completely off on this," you know, but like know where your ears are. Right, and your meta ears too. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like what you hear in your head is way different than what you hear. Completely. And that's like the name of, it, of yeah. the pursuit. It's just fun too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Fun's something I've really been thinking heavily about. I'd like to hear your your thought on it. It's simple, but like I feel like, especially since COVID and everything, like there's the societal change. Yeah. You know, it's like the responsibility to have fun, like when you're up there making music. And like, that is like the, it's the universal rule more than ever. Yeah. 
I mean, it's supposed to be, I mean, you're supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be having a good time. But it is such an intense thing, you know, especially when it comes from an intense place to, quote, have fun. You know, sometimes, like, it's like you're bearing certain things of your soul. I don't know if, you know, but like, you know, I, yeah, I think, I think you bring up a good kind of quandary there because it is double double sided sword there. Yeah. It's yeah. intense. Yeah. It's super intense. So it's but it's also something you don't seem like that doesn't seem like it's work. Right. Working and conjuring are like two different things. Right. <laughs> yeah. I never heard that. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. There you go, that's one Wow, I haven't thought about it in that way. That's true. I guess, you know, like sing like if Jerry were to sing like Wharf Rat, it can't be very fun to sing that. It's like a <laughs> joyous time. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about DMX recently, you know, when he passed away, it's like so much of his stuff was so intense and so hard, like having to put that out every night. Well you know, and and, and I kinda of wondered what that was. Like, if there wasn't a healing aspect or chapter in what he did, like, you know, how transitioning was from that life to real life, you know, and, and how, how, how much that life would manifest itself. Right. Yeah. That's the age-old gravity right there. Is right. Having a balance between two, those both worlds. <laughs> Completely. Right, <laughs> completely. It's only—I like how you said "real world" because it's almost like music's not real. It's like not the real world when you're up there doing it. Yeah. Like time and space behave differently. Yeah, yeah. You behave differently. Like your emotions are—you're at least for me—I'm engulfed in a singular feeling. But when I'm just driving my car, it's like a whole different experience of consciousness. Right. It's a whole different thing. Well, do you feel do you feel you're aware of that consciousness when you're driving your car, or do you feel like, or do you feel like you're just it, it means to an end? I, I try to be aware. Right. Short moments of it. Yeah. Short moments of awareness. It's hard. Awareness, yeah. 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 We're doing right. we're doing an interview. After that, sorry. What's up, Pete? Not a whole lot. Sorry. You get done working out? Yeah, I'm done working out now. Hell yeah. Yeah, awareness of consciousness. That's what I think about all the time. That's right. a hard one. Yeah. That's a hard one. Music is a trick to awareness. Oof, yeah. It feels like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's starting to make me think that that's that's the point you know what I'm saying and it's probably what we started doing it for but then it takes us in a whole circle right of money and everything everything you know what I'm saying like actually oh let me use this as a as a tool for survival not just mentally and spiritually but financially and all this other stuff 
You need that. Yeah. You need it to a degree. Yeah. But it's weird. It's a weird experience attaining it. Ikigai. What's that? Ikigai. What's that? It's fascinating. It's a Japanese concept where it's essentially a harmonious life is composed of four things. Where it's um, something you love doing. You have a propensity towards it. The world thinks so because they attend what you're doing or they buy it. And then you get paid for it. So right. you can survive. Right. When it's like getting paid, it's always listed as the fourth one. It's not the first one. You yeah. Know? It's like you love doing it, it's the first one. And like the compounding effect of love. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was in Australia one time and the guy was explaining that like the people had come and settled Australia or um, we're speaking to the elders that um, were native to the land. And I was like, well, you know, we first get our foundation. It kind of, they're kind of like tree of life. And then we were able to put a, you know, get, get ourselves safe and then put a roof over our head. Then we could put a family and then we can make our money. And then we can think about, you know, how to spiritually ascend. And he said, and then, and then the other said, well, we have the exact same thing, except it's opposite. Right. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's brilliant. Yeah. I feel like we're in such a time where that focus on the spiritual component of, of the present thing you're doing, people think it's a luxury. But if you look at anything that's timeless or that hits you, it's a necessity. Yes. Right? Completely. Seems like. Yeah. It's definitely not. I mean, I think that's why we look at it as a weird thing. It's like, right. you have these people that are like, all right, we'll try and do it. Send. Well, I have to make money first to become spiritually ascended. You know, like, oh, I have to, you know, I can go to this. And I can do yoga and I can go to meditation and I can get this and that. But the fact is that, you know, that's really where you're supposed to be. Starting. Yeah. And I think we all started there. We just got, we, it's, it's one of the things that, you know, we lost focus of. You lose, and that's what it is, is you lose focus of that vision. Yeah. That feeling. Yeah. It's not that it leaves you. No, it doesn't it's leave. It's always around. Our mind leads us away from it. Yeah, it depends which mind, you know. Yeah. Seems like there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Or there's a lot of dimensions to it. Did you... You didn't start, like, putting out music to get rich and famous. That wasn't your thing at all. You probably wanted fame. You probably wanted success. Yeah, I mean, I but, think... When I started it, that wasn't even, like, an odd... Like, a, like, I didn't even look at that as an option. Like, Oh, wow. I didn't think that it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go win a Grammy Award doing this. And I knew people that thought like that. You know, I knew people was like, or I've even read about people. It's like, wow, when I got on the stage, I knew it was just something I had to do. Or, I think people are full of shit a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, because like, I didn't have that. I didn't yeah. like have that you know, come to God moment, like, when I got on right. stage. Like was, Merlin in the sword. Like. I was scared as fuck, you know, I was all, I was scared, you know. Yeah, but I was even, terrified. Like. 
but even just playing, Daniel, it's like, I think I just started because I was like, I thought it was cool, like it was interesting, and I was just, something you could just, I was fascinated with guy. I didn't know how music was made, and just started like, with drum machines and samplers and stuff like that. Yeah, and man. Got into like, oh, dissecting a song, or this is a verse, this is a chorus, like, I had no concept of what that was, and kind of like reverse engineer, like how songwriting was done. And it cool. Was like, but then it was like I had all these words, but I didn't understand the music element of it at all. And and so, I I guess to answer your question, it probably comes from an insecure place where you're trying to be an artist. I guess maybe not insecure, but trying to show yeah like i think artists a lot of times don't necessarily do i mean they do things well but they haven't come in to what they what like maybe is kind of seen is doing stuff well you know like you know whether it's like you're a great athlete or a great like right fast runner or uh, you know like things that like come to you that kids can see that you have or if you you know read super fast or like test score really good in school like all those things that kind of like put you in that in that lane and I think artists sometimes don't have that thing going up so then wow when something comes in up to them like you mentioned with the propensity you know sometimes artists don't have a propensity something to like find and then it finds them somehow that's a reality is that that thing that muse finds you right right and you might have tried to do something else and and you know it was like put all your heart into like doing something but it wasn't you know that wasn't it did you have anything like that I don't know. I just thought that there was going to... Very curious about vision. I really didn't think... I, I knew that there was something better than like... Right. Not better, but there was something that would suit me better. More meaningful. Than have like a nine to five and work for somebody else and be have like... You know... Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have a vision for anything, but I knew that there would be something something greater than than that kind of thing like just following the waking up at school and 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 doing your work and then like that being your life but a different version of it for the rest of your life you know so i you know i never looked at a clock again after i went to school you know (laughs) whoa are you loose on time would you say you're loose on time like that no, but I kind of like have an inner clock to know what, what time it is. Like, I don't know what time it is now, but I, I it would be cheating because I know we started at a certain time. But, you know, like I don't have to use an alarm clock or whatever to wake up or anything like that. But I think that you wake up when, early. I, when I say I didn't look at a, a time, I just said basically I don't I don't I don't feel like, oh, man. You know, when's this? You know, I remember when you were yeah. a kid, like, uh, look, if you went to school or whatever, you'd be like, um, 
looking at the clock when the school day is over. All day. <laughs> All day. Whenever it's something I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bob Saget, rest in peace, said when you're having a good time, there is no time. Right. Man, Bob, man, I had dinner with him a couple times through with the mutual friend. We're at Craig's? No, I had a friend, a mutual friend of his was this guy that actually passed away. Was named Bat Brad Gray. It was a, a producer. I mean the restaurant in L.A. Oh no, and we ate at, at his house. Oh hell yeah! And and uh, Bob's mom Dolly was there, and I sat and talked to his mom for a long time. Fascinating woman. That's a real experience of consciousness, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. And uh, that that's just that's a rough one, man. That's wild. Yeah. The fragility of all this thing. You're gone. <laughs> You're gone. It's like, what is this? I couldn't believe this. All I've been thinking about since he passed. Where were you raised? Here. Okay. Yeah. Family's from New Jersey, though. Really? Yeah, New York. So you've been here for a while? Yeah, it's not a little boy. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Well, I love it here. Yeah. You're from Memphis, right? I was born in Memphis, but I was raised in D.C. DC. So, yeah. It's a different world. Yeah, it's a different world. And I spent my summer in Texas, a small town called Vernon. Where's Vernon? It's like three hours west of Dallas. Great. And, uh, what they consider West Texas, but it's not like on the map Tyler. of West Texas. Yeah, Tyler's in the house. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not far. I like that part of Texas, man. It's very photographic. It's kind of like that that um, that movie that you know, great picture show, but also they did this movie called um, recently that had uh, Heller Highwater. That had, oh yeah, had a lot of those small towns in it. With yeah, bank robberies and shit like that. Yeah, right. Pretty good. Yeah, different time in America. Yeah. Yeah. Time kind of stopped there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing depending on what you're doing in, with your life. Yeah. Well, it's what, funny because it did stop, but it didn't stop in the tradition. It's like, also kind of like, it went from like a lot of small stores to Walmart. So yeah. it's like, you're still kind of, it's like small towns became so dependent on corporate that, you know, it, it became like a lot of small farmers getting bought out by corporate. It's happened in my town, Spring Hill. Yeah. And it seems like I'm interested in when that migration is going to go back to the small town, you know, like eventually. Where like, because infrastructure is there. But everyone had this idea of going to the big city. And cities became big suburbs. Yeah. Man, I've heard of a lot of people leaving big cities just because of the way the government's behaving. Yeah. And a lot of them, they move out to like West Virginia or Virginia and Texas. Yeah, it's a big one. A lot Montana, of people. Montana. I'd love to go to Montana, live out there. Montana's amazing. I was just out there for New Year's for the first time. So. They got a trick. They told. They try to keep like real quiet because they don't want anyone else knowing about that shit. It's like your backyard is is the uh, Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, you know there's yeah. country been... pays for it. <laughs> right, man. Yeah. 
that's I'll pay taxes for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, your backyard is that. It's okay. I was driving to the airport in Bozeman, and my friend Griff, we were so high. It was absurd because it was the first day of recreational cannabis. Yeah. It was the first of 2022, January. Wow. On terms of... In Montana? Yeah. Oh, so it's not recreation. Okay, it's just... It is now. That's great. It is good. It's really good. So waking up to a reality. I never thought that... The, I, I, well, I did not think it, but it's funny that we all knew that this was going to happen. I hope so. Like a typical, you know, 13-year-old kid who smokes his first bag of weed is yeah. saying, saying, why aren't, why aren't they, they should legalize this, they would make a fortune. Well, I think Pfizer's doing it. Have, did you see what recently happened with all that? What? Okay. Pfizer fired this cannabis company for like $7 billion in like December. And like now, a few weeks later, there's all this like media coming out saying how there's this thing within THC that stops COVID from right. getting in your lungs. Right, it's like, right, right. damn, man, we're really just bending the truth to earn a dollar a lot. But on this Bozeman thing, man, I was so high. We got out of the car. And I said, dude, stop the fucking car, Grip. I was going to a flight. There's mountains everywhere, 360. Yeah. And he's like, no, man, I just we Bozeman. In Bozeman, there's literally four different mountains that yeah. are around you, 360. That's it's like that's heaven on earth out there. Yeah, being surrounded by the enormity of nature is so inspiring for music. Like it's just beyond. I mean, yeah, it's just it is beyond. It's interesting. We 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 run around to try to get to places like that, but those places are there, and they've been there. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like too. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like the closer you get to all kinds of people, you get like human level energy. Yeah. And then you get out there and it's like universe level energy. Like Completely. The mystical. The mystical, yeah, the cosmic. Whatever it be. <laughs> yeah, it's all around there. Where do you live now? Are you in Texas? No, I'm actually in Los Angeles, but I was in New York for a long time. I don't know how long I'm living in Los Angeles, but yeah, I mean, you like it out there? I, I, I don't dislike LA. I don't love it. So, um, and not anything except for the fact that I just I like to wake up and walk somewhere and have you know have a conversation with the coffee guy. And yeah. Read my paper. Right, man. <laughs> That's a real thing. I'm kind of like a neighborhood guy. That's why New York was kind of cool. Yeah. Where did you live in New York? I live in Brooklyn and Fort Greene. I live in Lefferts Gardens. Oh, yeah. It's great areas. Yeah. Yeah. You ever go to Skinny Dennis over there? Uh, Where is that? Williamsburg. Williamsburg, I didn't hang as much out at, but I did go to... A, I, I, a friend of mine lived in a place called the Glen, Glenwood Hotel. Not familiar with that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it used to be a hotel, day day to day to day hotel, and they had this big sign on it that said absolutely no firearms, no drugs, no prostitution. Big sign as you're walking up these stairs, <laughs> and you get up in yeah. there, and all there is is drugs and prostitution. <laughs> yeah. 
order. Right. Whoa. But people like rented it for, you know, the night or the week. And my friend was a busker and he was, you know, basically living there and busking. You know, he had a situation where he uh, was a delivering weed and then he stopped delivering weed and got caught and basically he, got all out of that whole thing. He, did he go to jail? I think we went for a little while but not too long. Good. Yeah. But. Everyone I've known that's gotten caught hasn't gone for a while. Yeah. They got out. And this was a long time ago. What's a long time? I mean this was when it was still illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But he, he went in for a little bit, but he got out. So. But he lived in this hotel. It was like just crazy. You know, crazy people in there. Yeah. Trent, you know, uh, it was kind of its own ecosystem in this small little hotel. New York is the ultimate yeah. fishbowl. Yeah. Consciousness. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, man. That's a wild thing, the observation of, of the wildness that city has and the beauty of art that it comes out of it. Yeah. It's absurd. David Burns, someone I recently just like started really getting into. I don't know if you've listened to him too too extensively. Yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, absolute genius, right? Yeah. It's like, which is a word you don't throw around. Nah, I mean, this is a whole idea of like what he's done with the songs and the performance stuff as well on top of that I saw some of his recent um, they did the whole thing on a show yeah like, wow American Utopia or something like that. <laughs> like that yeah it's always a good commentary on on humanity in a way that's not obvious at first yeah they were all playing their instruments kind of dancing around yeah walking around and just like, who thinks like this someone who's on their own trip yeah yeah, in a realized way. Just such high art, too. You know, it's just like, all right, I'm not going to come out here and just sing it. You know. <laughs> right. The hits. And that would be awesome, too. Right. We figured out how to do a lot of different things. And he was always at, was at good taste and was always ahead of that. You know, I think he's one of the last type. You know, it's not a lot of great artists in music as much, you know, anymore. I think he's one of the last great ones, you know. Whoa! That's a real thing. That's a real thought you have there. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like, like... What makes you say that, I wonder? Well, I think there was a time when art and commerce could meet, and I think right now, it's a little... It's asymmetrical. ...harder. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was a time when a David Byrne could make a dope record, and it still get on like to mainstream culture I mean he wasn't Michael Jackson but you know he always cleaned house yeah yeah so well I think it came with you know you know there's like you know there's less importance on songwriting and stuff like that yeah it's more like on image yeah it's on social social media. Yeah, and then it's like kind of like with the writing, but it's it's perfect for the times because it's what the times are. 
perfect for the times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy, man. That's it. Leads me to a good question, man. Do, do you think, um, you think there's just less talent now, or do you think they're just less heard? I think I would, it's very easy for talented people to get confused and not focused. Yeah, because I think it just, it's like that's where, it's like, well, that's where the talented people have to, that's the room they have, that's the ball they have to chase. If you have talent, you have to chase that ball. And that ball has become bigger and bigger. Exponential. Right. Yeah. But that that ball is... You have to chase that ball. <laughs> like with pop music or whatever like kind of thing. Uh, and it's like... No. And what is considered pop music. Whereas like the ball used to be like it's a great record or a great song or something like that that ball is changed so right you know so is it less talent I don't think it's less talent I, I think there's like cats that got like a lot of talent there's more talent than ever yeah honestly. and there's like people that really are putting their emotion into it but I think that it's the same struggle any artist has ever had is like how do they get to that level and then ascend themselves as an artist? Like the Beatles had to, you know, play the, play the game, whatever they played to get to Sgt. Pepper's, you know? Ah. Oh. You know, so it's like they still had it. So the question is, is now are these guys doing this now? Are they going to be able to ascend to a different higher level, you know, artistically? But, mm. you know, or is it, was it just trends or is it just mm. whatever it is? A wave. Yeah. Waves are weird. Waves are always happening. It seems like you want to get on at least one in your life. Yeah. And if you're smart, you can have a happy time. There's always waves, though. Yeah. That's a real thing. Where do you... What do you think about the idea now of, like... It's almost like there's like a struggle between like real and uh, less authentic. And it's like that. I wonder if it seems like that's a new thing, but if you actually look at it, it's like not a new thing. It's like the same episode yeah, of, of art that there's ever been. Yeah, it's there's like, nothing, nothing new. Right. Right. I think that's always been the struggle. Right. It's always been. Yeah. Did, would you have classified yourself as someone who like had faced that struggle? You just overcame that struggle? I think it was always important for me to do something that I thought was, you know, and the word is being overused now, is authentic, you know. Um, I would I would like to think that that was kind of like something that I wanted to... Yeah, man. ...to, to, to uh, attest to, because then you can stand on that, you know. It's like you can make money a million ways and you can be famous a million ways, but it's like that one's kind of hard to fake. Wow. And that one's kind of like, you know, that that's that's the thing that really, um, 
has the power. You know? The power. Yeah. That's what takes your stuff to where it has to get. And then that's what you can feel good about. We talked about confidence. It's something that, like, if you know you put everything into something and it authentically came from somewhere pure, then, you know. No matter how many right. jets it bought you, you know, if, or if it just bought you a tricycle, you know you did something. Right, you do. Yeah. You do feel it. You do know it. Yeah, man. And that's the payoff. And we get twisted. We get it twisted. We do get it twisted, don't we? Yeah. And I feel like we get it twisted because somebody tells us to. Like, they give you the idea. <sighs> Those other people are, yeah, other people, well, expectations, right? That's a big one. Expectations are, are from you, yourself, other people. Yeah, society, people even know. Yeah. That's a real thing. I feel like you could never have not been like authentic to yourself. Like, if you have right. tried to make something that was like... No, I always felt like this has to be something that's cool. Yeah. And you were talking about how you didn't understand song structure, but like, yeah. man, you could relate to song structure. I feel like it's relating to something is more important than understanding. Yeah. Well, I didn't... Some people understand music so well in this town. Yeah. They can't relate to it anymore. Right. And it's a weird thing to observe. Well, some people that have so much talent can play so many things. Like Prince talked about that. So what Prince say about it? He said, imagine, I can play everything I want to that's in my head. And my genius is the shit that I don't play. And so, really? like, you know, you got players that can play a million things, but it doesn't have any soul. Sometimes, like, what's limited is I can't play a lot. So I just put my heart into it. You know? Well. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> that's great, man. That's a beautiful process. You know what's crazy about that too? It's like that process, that's probably like the most you could explain it. Yeah. It's like I just put my heart into it, where it's like, well, how? It's like, I don't really know. Sometimes it's all you got. Whoa, come on. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just back to that thing. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I can't play guitar real fast. I don't have five octaves. You know? Right. <laughs> right. You, it's more like five. You got like five frets you're working Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, damn, it's real though, man. That's all you need though. Yeah. That's a wild point. I haven't thought about it. Sometimes your heart is all you have. And your intention. Yeah. Feeling. Wow. That's... that's... Because if it's genuine, somebody's going to relate to that, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know it's genuine when you, f when it's the feeling is there. Yeah. It's weird that it's such a vague thing. <laughs> I wish there was like a genuine meter. What's that? I wish there was like a, a genuine meter. Like a, comp you know, like when you have a compressor and there's a yeah. little ticker. Yeah. <laughs> that would be I good. I would love that. Yeah. I have one more question for you, man. I'll let you go. All right. Um, what are your thoughts on abandon when playing and writing? Abandon. Abandon. 
letting letting go. That's one I've really been thinking about and feeling and listening for in people. Abandon. And I think it applies to everything. Writing, singing, performing. You might not have thought about it, too. I haven't, but I mean, I, you know, I think it's an interesting word because, you know, you know, I think as artists, kind of, we've been abandoned sometimes. And then we have to live by this abandon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, well, I'm not saying we've been abandoned like people throwing us away or whatever, but it's just like, I think that's why the word is interesting that, you know, you like you have, you know, people have, uh, you have to let go of that. So I think abandon is super important. Like, wow. To have that, to let go of that, just, um, like, you let go of other things. Yeah. Yeah, you just let go of things. Or let them let you go. That's real, too. Yeah. Yeah. Let them let you go. Yeah, you gotta let it, it's gotta let you go. You can't let it go. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you always think about how, how do you forgive yourself? Or how do you forgive other people? Or how do you let things go? You pass the presence, like... Acceptance. You know, I think it's basically, it has to let, it has, it has to let go of you. Right? And as much as you want it to. You're trying to stop drinking liquor. That liquor's going to have to let go of you before you... <laughs> oh, I could go all day on that. Why drinking's legal and weed's not? I don't. That's a crazy. That's a wow. crazy moment of humanity. Yeah. Aliens were watching. Like what? Roach <laughs> in the ground? They, they won't let them. They put him in jail if they smoke it. What in the world? It's wild. Thank you for the time, bro. Thank you. I got it. Looking at your shirt, I've, I lost my shirt like that. This? Thanks. So Levi's? It's a, it's a, called Double RL. Oh, okay. RL, yeah. You know Double RL? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It's like the best brand. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. They have a couple of these in the city. Yeah, I, I so had a, I have an old Levi's one like that, and I was like, fuck. You got the leather on now. Yeah, that's this is a Levi's too. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for the time, brother. All right, bro. Yeah, man. Huge Thanks, fan, man. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Lost Highway Podcast, brought to you by Osiris Media, because this road needs a place to go. And we are staying hydrated today from our friends over at Topo Chico. Circling back to what started this podcast here today, which is to know less and see more wisdom over intelligence and to learn not only from your own experiences but from other people's experiences as well the books i'm reading right now um are a lot of carl jung books man and his symbols synchronicity the unrealized self and the red book Uh, i'm working on all these learn from other people's experiences read lyrics read books, listen to podcasts, and learn and integrate. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay patient, stay persistent, stay positive, keep it cosmic.
Osiris.